This is Cardinal Francis George. I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Word on Fire Catholic Ministries is a nonprofit ministry at the forefront of Catholic evangelization, using new media to spread the faith on every continent. Father Barron challenges us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The global benefactors of Word on Fire, with the support of the Archdiocese of Chicago, now present Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, we are exceptionally good at seeing the fault in others, but we're exceptionally adept at ignoring it in ourselves. It's a basic spiritual and psychological principle. There was a very popular book that came out when I was a teenager, and it was called I'm Okay and You're Okay. It was the best representation, I think, of what I call the culture of exculpation. You know, we just, we just exculpate ourselves from guilt. I'm fine and so are you. This feel-good-about-yourself culture. Not many years ago, Christina Aguilera sang a song that included the line, I am beautiful in every single way, and your words can't get me down. That's a descendant, if you want, of I'm okay and you're okay. Look at so many of the debates today. The attitude that's winning is one of self-invention and self-assertion. Who are you to tell me what to believe or how to behave? I mean, over and over again now in these cultural debates, it tends to come down to that point. I, I have nothing wrong with me. Who are you to tell me what to do or how to be? In all this, we are fundamentally looking away from our guilt, our fault, our darkness. We're effectively, if I can put it this way, drugging ourselves dulling the pain of real self-consciousness. In the process, what are we doing? This is old biblical language. We're turning ourselves into God, pretending to be absolute, flawless, impervious to criticism. Okay, that's our cultural situation. St. John compares Jesus to a light, doesn't he? The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not comprehend it. Jesus says in John's Gospel, I am the light of the world. When Judas betrays the Lord, it says very laconically in the Gospel, Judas went out and it was night. Well, light is wonderful in the measure that it illumines and brightens and delights. Just this morning, I wake up pretty early, and uh, at the height of the summer, of course, it's bright pretty early, but now for the first time I was noticing when I wake up, it's dark. And what a delight, even though I've been experiencing it now for my whole life. What a delight when the sun began to come up. We love the light. However, light can also be very disconcerting. Think first in a more sort of banal way how bad most of us look in direct light. 
So if you're taking a picture, no one wants to stand in the direct sunlight. Most of us look bad in light. I discovered that when I was filming the Catholicism series some years ago, is the camera people all want you in the, as bright a light as possible. It's good for the camera. But I would always say, everyone looks terrible in the direct light. I always like to be in shadows or inside. The light was a little bit uh, off-putting. The full glare of the sun reveals every flaw, imperfection, peculiarity. Or think what happens when you suddenly shine a light in a dark corner in your basement or down a lonely alley. Bugs and vermin reveal themselves. Unsavory things scurry about for cover, afraid of the light. Right? Things that, that like to hide in the shadows. When the light comes on, they scurry about. So here's the point. When you invite Jesus into your life, you're inviting the light into your life. Again, wonderful, absolutely, yes, delightful, illuminating, all of that. Talk, listen to the writings of, or read the writings of any convert. Listen to the conversation of any convert. They'll talk about this wonderful illumination that's happened through Christ. But at the same time, this illumination is frightening and disconcerting. Because Jesus will shine his light in every corner of your life. He'll shine it in every room of your house. Not just those rooms that are kind of presentable. (laughs) We're happy to have him in those rooms. Like you have a guest come over and you say, well, stay in the front room here. You know, the, the family room looks okay. For God's sake, don't come into the back of the house. It looks awful. Don't come in the basement. Don't go in the attic. But see, when Jesus comes into your life, he wants to dominate you, to be the dominus, the Lord of your life. He wants to move into every room of your house. And therefore, things that look okay in the dark or the indirect light will suddenly stand out in all of their unpleasantness. See, that's part of letting the light into your life. Think of in the context of, um, again, the 12-step programs. The alcoholic who's compelled to make, in that beautiful language from the 12-step process, a searching moral inventory. That means honestly seeing all the negative things that drinking has caused them to do. Or think of Dante in the Divine Comedy, forced to see and acknowledge all of his sins. Dante on this downward journey, seeing, forced to see all the dysfunction. And mind you, one of the heavenly women who arranged for Dante's spiritual adventure was Santa Lucia, Saint Lucy, see, Lucia means light. The patroness of light is the one who forced Dante to go on this hellish journey of self-discovery. Okay, why am I mentioning all of this, all the wonderful ambiguity about light? I mention all this because of our peculiar and wonderful feast for this weekend. The exaltation of the Holy Cross. I want you, you know, we're, this is hard for us because we're so accustomed to the cross as a religious symbol, but to let the weirdness of that language sink in. The exaltation 
of the cross? As I've often said, you know, we have a kind of antiseptic view of the cross. For we've seen it for so long as a, as a religious symbol. But you know, for the first nine centuries or so of the church's life, artists did not depict the cross because it was just too brutal. Say what you want about the violence in Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ. And, you know, that's hard to believe it's 10 years ago now, but stirred up so much controversy. But probably came as close as any work of art across the centuries to showing the full reality and brutality of a Roman crucifixion. You know, we can sense this in a wonderfully understated way. In the Philippians hymn, it's in Philippians chapter 2, Paul says, quote, Becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. You see, you can almost imagine, you almost hear Paul lowering his voice at that point. So the word became flesh, he became human, and he accepted all the limitation of being human. Even death, and then death on a cross. It meant the worst thing that you could imagine. It meant the worst way you could possibly die. Paul can't imagine anything worse than that. But here's the point. We're meant to see on that cross, not simply a violent display. We're meant to see, see, as though light is shining. We're meant to see our own ugliness. What brought Jesus to that cross? Stupidity, anger, mistrust, institutional corruption, betrayal of a friend, denial, unspeakable cruelty, scapegoating, fear, etc. What brought Jesus to the cross was the full panoply of human dysfunction. Which means, and here's what I'm driving at, which means on the cross that dysfunction is revealed. St. Peter put this with disquieting laconicism when he said, The author of life came and you killed him. That's one of those lines, by the way, you could stay with for the rest of your life and let the meaning of it resound in your soul. The author of life came, Jesus, the Word made flesh, God's own self, and we killed him. In other words, in the light of the cross, all the vermin are revealed. In the light of the cross, no one can say anymore, I'm okay and you're okay. And this is why we speak of the cross as God's judgment on the world. Does that make sense? That can be elusive to us now. We talk about the cross as a sign of judgment. That's what it means. You know, Bob Dylan said the executioner's face is always well hidden. Well, that's the problem. The cross pulls that hood off. Okay, so far, so awful. But we can't stop telling the story at this point. 
Dante and every other spiritual master knew that the only way up is down. See, when we live in convenient darkness, unaware of our sins, we will never make spiritual progress. And so we need the light, however painful that is. But then, see, once that light has revealed what's the matter, then we can begin to rise. Once Dante made it all the way to the center of hell, he then found himself climbing back out. On the cross of Jesus, we meet our own sin. But listen now. We also meet the divine mercy, which has taken that sin upon himself in order to swallow it up. We have found in that cross the way down and the way up. See, and this is why the church celebrates today the exaltation of the Holy Cross. We want to hold up this thing, which was considered too horrible to look at. We want to embrace the very source of our pain because that's the way to life. So stare at the cross, say everybody, as the church exalts it. Stare at it. Let it shed light on the dark places in you and let it be at the same time this enduring sign of the divine mercy. And may God bless you. I hope you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George, and I pray that God will bless you and those you love. Friends, I'm happy to announce that my new DVD study program, Priest, Prophet, King, is now available. This deeply biblical presentation will help you better understand Jesus and realize your own priestly, prophetic, and kingly mission. Learn more and pick up your copy at priestprophetking.com.